Hello and welcome to How Many Geese. I'm Jack Baddams. And I'm Roddy Shaw. And if you're looking for a nature podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously... Then we are the natural selection. On today's show... Chimps know about snakes, don't they? But chimps are also Icarus of the jungle. (laughs) I have a thought, and we can see if it works either on sense, logic, practicality, or comedic grounds... None of those things have ever bothered us before. <laughs> Komodo dragon. Komodo dragon's getting bodied by a saltwater crocodile. Though, <laughs> like, let's be quite clear. Now, the following episode is something of a delayed Christmas special. Yes, I said we'd be back over the break. But the break itself got away from us a little bit. So we're here, ready to start 2024 with 2023's Christmas special of How Many Geese. But what makes this special? It's not like last year's Christmas special. There's very little about Christmas in this. But here's the thing. Not everything we record ends up making a final episode. And there are some bits that either get too long or frankly too weird to be included. So without further ado, sit back or commute to work or ignore your day job and listen to what happens when we somewhat lose control of the conversation. Here's the episode that went off the rails. So we've had a question in from Kristen Susky, who asks, very simply, there can be only one. Who's the animal Highlander? Now, have you ever seen Highlander the film before? I feel this may be a real obstacle in me answering this question. Basically, I've never, well, I've seen it a long time ago. But basically, it's an absolutely batshit crazy film (laughs) about a load of immortal warriors. Yep. I think from across time. Sure. That basically duke it out to find out who can be the only one. Who can be the only one. I... To refresh my memory, I had a a little look just to uh, refresh myself about Highlander. Found this little write-up that says... um, the film star, Christopher Lambert, was a Frenchman playing a Scottish Highlander, and Sean Connery pops up playing a Spanish-Egyptian who speaks with a clear Scottish accent, and the plot has something to do with guys cutting off one another's heads in pursuit of a vague prize made up of soul lightning. So, this is what we're dealing with here. But the phrase, there can be only one, is, all, is from the Highlander, yeah. and he's now much more famous than the film itself. Yeah. But let's take the loose principle of, I guess, a battle to determine I guess it's a rumble of all the animals so this is a last one stand yeah that's what I think immediately if we're going down the classic route we're going to be thinking about the biggest strongest animals not saying that these are going to be our answers but immediate things that come to mind things like polar bear yeah what's the biggest tiger is it the Siberian tiger the biggest one so those sort of animals duking it out if we're assuming that Braun is going to triumph here or whether there's anything else something else I picked up from from briefly reminding myself about Highlander is it talks about them being immortal warriors yep we have met on how many geese before the immortal jellyfish yep not sure that would do very well I remember it being particularly tiny yep so not sure whether that would and also as they're immortal does that allow us to choose animals from the past well a lot of animals from the past are famously not immortal <laughs> like, if anything that's why they're from the past <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, but ne- you know, neither is neither is the hi- neither are they in the Highlander. Uh-huh. But yeah, what, what can we choose? Can we choose animals that if this set is set in the realm where the warriors are immortal, then that means they could have lived from the past. Could we start with something like at one end? Do we have the wren, <laughs> <laughs> and then at the other, polar bears? I think bears, polar polar bears, and grizzly bears. Must you wouldn't fuck with them? Well, then the if we go game. straight up on like big muscle, okay? There's the big cats, the great apes, mm. bears, and like that's it. Yeah. There's no. What's the biggest dog thing? Wolf. Yeah, they're not even close. No. Yeah. It, there's elephant. Some, elephant. Rhino. Rhino. We've not thought about herbivores. Well, I mean, you mean you mentioned apes, but walrus walrus this is like the fight section but done in a very weird way <laughs> I'm my brain is not used to thinking this way round I'm normally like how would I beat a walrus it's um, how would they beat each other how would a walrus beat a bear question as old as time really <laughs> I, think, I think it's got to be in a rumble of all the animals who alive com- today who comes out on top elephant it, it has, has to, to be, be. It has to be elephant because elephants not only got strength, it's got intelligence. Yes. So how would another animal take down an elephant? How would a chi- I mean, like chimps? Chimps are in my mind for this as well, though, because we have said that they are psychotic. Yeah. I reckon a chimp would work out how to kill an elephant with, with a stick through the eye, something like that, with its own tusk broken off its head <laughs> and then straight through the eye. While it's laughing manically. I think this is the one where there's no fight ever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what pre-screening process you do, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that if anyone were to suggest chimp, you probably wouldn't bring it. I don't know, maybe you would. Maybe people have suggested it, maybe they haven't. But in my mind, this is the chimp's moment to shine. <laughs> <laughs> this is chimpanzees wrecking everything else. They're going to take a walrus, snap off both of its tusks, <laughs> take the walrus out, then they're going to use those to take on what else was there? The big cats, the bears. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a the big... gorilla would be there. So is it is it each of the big cats or is it just I think we choose in like we're not putting cheetah no cheetah doesn't make it to the final rounds yeah of there can be only one this is in you know like a world cup poster you get yeah. in magazines where there's like you start with 32 on the edge and yeah. then it trickles down that's what we've got I here. think we're, we're aiming for like the 10 to 20 ultimate animals okay well it's got to be 16 then hasn't it oh yeah in the in the sort of world cup draw okay right we're our 16. world cup is gorilla Let's do two from each just to start to see where that okay. gets us. So, chimp gorilla and chimp. and chimp. Now, I just want to explain to the listeners because I don't know, can't remember how much we've explained before about our th- about our thoughts on the chimp. <laughs> because I know we sprinkle it in occasionally, but me and Roddy, when we first met, we were in Madagascar. We had a lot of time to chat about things, um, and we were we would while away the hours by talking about things like. How many of X animal could you take in a fight? Or what's the worst animal to be locked in a room with? And we unanimously agreed that a chimpanzee would be the most terrifying animal to be locked in a room with. Because you cannot predict what it's going to do next, but when it snaps, it won't just kill you cleanly. 
bar none. Yeah. There is nothing else. They are the most terrifying. I think the real standout thing for me is there is no other... Every now and then, an animal might hit the news. There might be a dog which has attacked a kid or something like that. All of that aside, my point being, every other animal, if it's reported of having a conflict with a human, it's like such and such an animal attacked a human, and that's kind of it. Chimpanzees, when you read some of those cases, the headlines will be, woman had face ripped off by chimpanzee. Nothing else is is even close to that. Yeah. Yeah, so... They're absolutely horrific. Yeah. Right. right. Cats. Uh, cats. Tiger. African lion, Siberian tiger. Not a jaguar. Jag- lion would kill a jaguar, wouldn't it? Mm, yeah. 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 Okay. Bears. Polar. Grizzly. The big herbivores. Elephant and rhino. Yeah. Okay. The pinnipeds. Walrus. And leopard Leopards. or elephant seal. Oh, elephant seal. Elephant seal's bigger. Yeah. Elephant seal. Hang on. Is there a water round? Is there an aquatic round? Yes. As of now, and it has the orca and the great white shark. Yeah. We need some reptiles in here. Saltwater crocodile. Saltwater crocodile. Reticulated python. Those were the two I had. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, we need two more. So we've got uh, we've got apes, bears, lions, the big herbivores, pinnipeds, orca, and great white shark are just big. <laughs> They're very different, but big in the sea. We'll work it out. Imagine, imagine, you know. yeah. Imagine yourself what that category is called: sea champion, <laughs> <laughs> ruler of the waves, Atlantis. We've got two big reptiles. Like I feel, we need Bert. Do you for the birds? There's no, no. What if, what if that's how the dinosaurs get in? Oh, in the bird category. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I feel like we I feel like we've I feel like we should stick to modern animals. Okay. Otherwise, we're opening a Pandora's box of of Ice Age and right. You know, all that sort of stuff. So the birds, unfortunately, in this instance, you're that. as the ornithologist on the show, they don't make the cut. Yeah, yeah, you're laying it down there. They don't make. The... What about farmyard? <laughs> <laughs> I have seen some pretty terrifying shire horses in my There's time. Big horses out there. Um, what about vipers? What about cobras? Venom. Venom. Well, I mean, in theory, then this really changes things because you've got that is a wild card like a black man you know has got enough venom to kill like everything on the list well this is what i was thinking (laughs) because i was my thought when you said reptiles now went amphibians well there's obviously nothing but then there's the like the golden dart frog that's got the poison but an elephant could just squish it it's done for it doesn't have to be eaten but venom where it's got weaponized toxins then you're talking about the snakes that can inject and they could okay so the final category i'm going to call chemical <laughs> okay right and we're putting forward i think it has to be something that is aggressively toxic rather than defensively toxic so we're talking what's like the most venomous snakes things like taipans boom slangs mambas they're the really venomous snakes 
Should we quickly have a look at that? A quick five off the top of my head. King Cobra, Black Mamba, Western Diamondback Rattlesnake, Taipan, and I mean one of the sea snakes just... <laughs> oh, I mean the sea, the sea crates or whatever. I'm very quick. I think Western Diamondback Rattlesnake because I want him to have a cowboy hat. <laughs> right, here I've got a list. I've got a list here. So apparently the Inland Taipan is the most venomous. Yeah. There's also things on there. There's a couple of sea snakes in the top five. Eastern brown snake. King cobras are actually massive though, aren't they? They're like four meters long. Yeah, king, co- king cobras are huge. I mean, it doesn't have to be the most. Doesn't have to be the most venomous. It can be a king cobra would look good in a rumble. It's a king cobra. We go. This is this like is, it's styling it out. Isn't this it? is champion territory. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so king cobra, and then we're either putting a frog in there, or it's a rattlesnake. <sighs> Frog can't go in. <laughs> Frog can't go in. But Rattlesnake, I feel like, is too close to King Cobra. Is there anything we're missing? Komodo Dragon. Komodo Dragon. Komodo Dragon's getting bodied by a saltwater crocodile, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be quite clear. Yes, but that Komodo Dragon needs to put a couple good bites in something, and it's weakening them. What about... That's true. That is true. We're not missing anything like Giant Pacific Octopus something that's, that's not. something that's like they don't have bones <laughs> <laughs> sorry to the invertebrate people but we've got to trim this down somewhere that, that there's nothing else hiding in the sea what pacific man of war just drifts <laughs> across drifts through the arena and takes everything out at once um okay and one red. hippopotamus is a hippopotamus not worthy of the well worthy of a slot yeah, but it's either taking... It's the most dangerous animal in Africa. Okay, well then it's taking out the rhino slot. Rhino out, hippo in. Okay. Our chemical category, mm. King Cobra and Komodo Dragon, or King okay. Cobra and Rattlesnake? Komodo Dragon. Okay. Right. So. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Royal Rumble for Highlander Animal. How are we doing this? <laughs> have you so have you sorted them into? Do they have to fight each other to get through to? So it's like the cats. Who comes out on top of the cats to get through to the next round? No, no, they're getting paired opposite each other. Okay. So, but do you want the right as? Okay. Do you want the final to be two cats against each other? No, 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 no. I'd no. be cheated. No, I know how we do this. Okay, this might be a bitch in the edit, but bear with me listener this is our short question at the end of the show and we're now roddy's now drafting out an entire tournament brackets as though he's just got it out of a panini sticker album i have got numbers assigned to some animals okay eight animals are numbered yeah eight animals are lettered okay so i need you to say for example 1a 2b something like that but don't just do 1a pick a number and a letter 7E 7E The elephant seal is fighting the hippopotamus Oh Who's winning? Who's winning? They are I think that's a good matchup I pay to watch that matchup This system Um, (laughs) Is going to provide some interesting results Okay Hippopotamus versus elephant seal Play at home listener Feel free to disagree They're both aquatic Elephant seal rears up 
Hippo comes in. Elephant seals normally smack there, kind of go up. They've got their chest. They've got tusks in their mouth. They normally beat each other by kind of throwing in. I think the fact that the hippo can open its jaw to almost 180 degrees... And impale. ...with the tusks, the elephant seal's going to swing in, impale itself. Hippo takes the win. Yeah. Hippo yeah. takes the win. Even with that defensive blubber, I it's, think, the hippo, hippo takes, takes the it. Okay. 7E, done. A number and a letter. 8A. 8A. The python is fighting the grizzly bear. Reticulated python versus grizzly bear. Grizzly bear. That's the grizzly bear all day. Grizzly bear. We don't even Slicing need to, and dicing. We don't even need to play that out. We're delighted the python could show up, but unfortunately the grizzlies absolutely ruined it there. Okay, next two. Four. Yep. F. Oh! Oh! What? It's the chimp versus the king cobra. Oh! I think the chimp's just been taken out. But of all the animals, I think the dangerous precedent we set here is if the chimp can't beat the cobra, we've got some big things that could step on it. Okay, but the chimp's smart. But the chimps... Chimps know about snakes, don't they? But chimps are also Icarus of the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna fly too close to the sun. It's got hubris. Mm. It's gonna. That cobra needs to land one hit. Yeah. What is it? I mean, oh, this is so ready to be edited out. It's like when the IRA were after Thatcher, <laughs> <laughs> and they apparently put out a statement saying, "You need to be lucky every time. We just need to be lucky once." <laughs> That's the chimp versus the king cobra. This is a completely unsponsored episode. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, Cobra. Chimp's gone. Chimp's gone. Shocker. And we built it up so much. Okay. Number and a letter. You've had one, seven, and eight. Four, C. Sorry, I fucked up. You've had one, seven, and four. <laughs> Three, C. Saltwater Croc versus Orca. Oh, Orca. Yeah. Sorry, saltwater croc. Orca. You're out. And that that could take place in the same habitat as well. Have I had six? Nope. Six. Yep. B. This is uncanny. <laughs> Siberian tiger versus polar bear. Oh. We got the Arctic what? rumble. Man, it's, it is like regional heats. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Siberian tiger versus polar bear. That is a close. I think that's close. I think that is. I think that is close. How big is like they're bit how big is a polar bear? Don't they they stand at like nine meters tall or something? Nine meters. Wait, no, not nine meters. That's, That's insane. Not, not nine meters. I mean I mean nine foot. But I recently saw on Frozen Planet 2 a sequence of Siberian tigers going into caves looking for hibernating bears to kill them and eat them. Siberian tiger, boom. So, right, polar bear out. That's oh. that's caused controversy. That listener, yeah, keep it to yourself. One, two, and five left, and you've got D, G, and H left. One D, one D, one for all you one D fans out there. This regional situation is unheard of. African lion versus elephant. How are you <laughs> landing this every time? <laughs> um, right. I mean. There are some places in Africa where lions do kill elephants, but they obviously hunt as a pride. This is one male. One male lion is getting bodied by an elephant. Yeah, absolutely ruined. Obliterated. 
elephant through lion out. Two or five? Five. G or H? Five G. Right. King of the ocean, walrus or great white shark? What? Oh. Is a walrus too big for a great white shark? You know how great white shark do that come from below and launch yeah. this? There's no way they're doing that with a walrus. That's there true. is no way they're doing that with a walrus. No. They are... A walrus is like a... It's like a family sedan <laughs> of jelly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. With cocktail sticks of death coming out of its face. But could it kill a great white shark? I or is a great white shark just going to take chunks out of it until it's game over? Man, I so want the walrus to win, but I think the great white shark might. I think the great but white shark takes it. Can we circle back to this one? Okay, we've paired okay. them all up now, so yeah. the last pairing is gorilla versus Komodo dragon. Ooh, that's another tasty one. This is all coming that's up. That's another really tasty matchup. Yeah. Does the gorilla have access to any, like, big logs or anything like that? Can it use can it use its ability to pick things up and smack something? Has it got rocks? I mean, it could pick up the Komodo dragon and <laughs> just smack the Komodo dragon with itself. Basically, the Komodo dragon bites it. It starts getting envenomated, and it's you know Komodo dragons have venomous saliva. They bite an animal, and slowly it becomes weaker and succumbs. Gorilla gets bitten once, even if it's beating the Komodo dragon. It's carrying an injury through to the second round. That's what I was going to say. Gorilla wins, but is handicapped for the next round. Okay. Right. So now we're back to walrus versus great white shark. Yeah. I think... Right. You know how in Britain's Got Talent, the Mm. judges have a golden buzzer, and it sends someone straight through to the final? You can't invent this just because you want to send walrus through. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not to the final... To the next round. I want to put the walrus through to the next round. But because it's not beating a great white shark. We know it's not. But the great white shark, this, by complete fluke, is like the only matchup that could work for the great white shark. How's it going to fight an elephant? We've got orca in there. Yeah, but that's... that's We have acknowledged that that'll invent some robot legs and like take to the land or something, okay? Like, orcas... Orcas legitimately yeah. hunt things on land despite being a beast of the sea. That is true. The shark... Yeah. Okay. I think... Uh, what, we'll put walrus through. The, the, the shark ends up with like a, a did not finish or something. You know, okay. Like it. <laughs> it's, uh, okay. <laughs> I just want it on record. I do think Great White Shark would have won. I think a Great White Shark would have won, but it got the wrong date or something. Okay. For the... <laughs> so, at the end of that, elephant wins clean. Grizzly bear beats the reticulated python clean. Hippo beats the elephant seal. I reckon the hippo's got a scratch or two, but pretty clean. Mm. Orca absolutely ruins a saltwater crocodile. <laughs> Sorry, any fans of that out there. Yeah. Cobra slithers past the chimp with no issue. Siberian tiger gets a polar bear while it's hibernating. Gorilla has gone through. I don't from know whether the... I don't know whether polar bears actually hibernate. I don't think they go into hibernation. Polar bear. Well, Siberian tiger sleeping through anyway. Gorilla's through with an injury. Walrus is through. Right. Okay. So one to four, A to D. Three. Three B. You are like some terrain wizard. Walrus versus orca. Oh. Orca. Orca's through. Orca's through. Sorry, I mean, the walrus went through on the golden buzzer, but... <laughs> then just got slammed. <laughs> then just got ruined by the orca. By the tournament favourites. Okay. <laughs> um, one, two, four, A, C, D. One. Yeah. A. Elephant versus hippo. Oh. African rumble. Elephant versus hippo. I'm trying to think of a way that the elephant doesn't win. 
I think what if a hippo's tusks get the elephant's belly? A hippo's head yeah. is elephant's stomach height. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that implies that the uh, hippo is underneath the elephant. No, if a hippo is stood up and an elephant is stood up, yeah. the hippo's head yeah, yeah, yeah. is elephant's stomach. Yeah. Like the side of it. If a hippo opens its jaws on land and moves, for, it's landing bang on the elephant's soft spot, I bet. Yes, but I'm thinking for a hippo to get into that position, yeah, would it have got past an elephant? Like, how's it, how's it getting into that position when an elephant is so big? You see the way they face up to things. Like they're always they're always like face on with the predator, ears fanned, tusks down. How's a hippo getting around that one hippo? As it sub emerges from the water. Sneak attack. Sneak attack. That's the only way I think it can work, is the hippo comes out of the water. Boom. But is it still bringing down an elephant? I don't know. What if it bit it by the trunk? It's gonna hurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it on a coin flip. I've got this uh, coaster here. Right, green hippo, elephant, um, not green. Okay. <laughs> right, here we go. Elephant wins. Hey, there we go. Right, elephant through. Elephant through against the hippo. hippo. Out. You've got two and four C and D. Two D. Two D. Gorilla versus Siberian tiger. Siberian tiger. Yeah. 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 Sorry, gorilla. You've just been. And it was weak from the Komodo poison. So. That's. And it's just been verified by that fact. Okay. Ruined. And then we've got grizzly bear versus uh, cobra is left. Ooh. Now, the grizzly, the cobra, how. Do they pump all their. No, because they can dry bite. So yeah. it hasn't wasted all its venom. It's still and it still in the chamber. It doesn't need much. It doesn't need much. But. The chimp is lighter than the grizzly, mm. which means that the chimp is going to go down faster from the venom than the grizzly. Yeah. I think the cobra bites the grizzly, but the grizzly can... It's got longer in the game. Yeah. And the grizzly just... I mean, the grizzly so, just ruins it. Yeah. But... Uh, also grizzly, but it's got thicker fur. It's going to have thicker fur than a chimp. Like, but, it, but in terms of, like, is that going to stop uh, stop it getting envenomated as much? Do you think its fur is thicker than the cobra's fangs? Well, that's what I'm wondering. I'm going to say it is. The cobra's riding high. It's taken out a chimp. It's like, I got all this. I'm a chemical weapon. Goes to bite the grizzly. Doesn't realise how thick the grizzly is. The grizzly's like a Range Rover. And then the grizzly just absolutely slices and turns the cobra into... You know those things that, like, turn a zucchini into spaghetti? <laughs> like, that's a zucchini, a courgette into spaghetti. Grizzly, that, grizzly's already had its snake training in the previous round with reticulated python. That's true. So knows the, the deal. Yeah. Grizzly's gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with two snakes and absolutely walked it. Yeah. Right, we've now got through to the next round. We've, in the semifinals? We are now in the semis, yeah. We have elephant... Grizzly bear, orca, and Siberian tiger. One, two, A, B. One, B. Elephant is going to fight the Siberian tiger. Grizzly bear is going to fight the orca. Right. Elephant versus Siberian tiger. Elephant. Elephant wins. Siberian tiger puts a couple good scratches on it, though. Yeah. Yeah. But if we're saying if we're saying an elephant comfortably beats a lion, it also comfortably beats the Siberian yeah. tiger. I think I think maybe probably just take a bit more damage. Our combatants are getting. You know, a bit of rough and tumble yeah. at this stage. I reckon the elephant's trunk is mangled by this point of the night. By the hippos, yeah. Okay, the hippo's taken a bite, lion's given it, and then the 
I mean, have you ever had a piece of string with a cat? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that with an elephant trunk and a tiger. Okay, <laughs> elephants through, but I'm writing a note here, mangled trunk. Okay, grizzly versus orca. Grizzly's excited, it thinks it's a big salmon. <laughs> okay, it's waiting for an orca to jump upstream. Uh, orca. What's what's a grizzly doing to an orca? Yeah, I mean, it's a tremendous point. <laughs> but then... Do you think by this point the grizzly's just hibernating? Uh, yeah. <laughs> grizzly's just <laughs> gone to sleep. Has the orca taken a single scratch all fight? The orca ruined the saltwater crocodile. Yeah. Then the orca... Orca versus walrus. I reckon the orca's got a scratch on it. I agree. I, yeah. I think I think walrus put up a decent fight against orca. Okay, so elephants through to the final with a mangled trunk. Orcas through to the final, but it's been punctured once or twice. This is an interesting fight because this an elephant is far too big for an orca. I think to be able to get any decent handle on it. Because when you like when you look at orcas and their their mouths don't open like really really wide, but they're because they just like they almost like. When they when they're killing the seals and things, they just sort of grab grab the flippers and drag them down. And I don't think it's able to like really open its mouth and get a solid grab of an elephant's leg in the same way. It's also maybe we've found the Highlander of the land and the Highlander of the sea. Because mm. mm. I can't see how this, unless elephants are known to swim between islands. That's true. The only thing I can think is that Orca bites it by the foot and pulls it down. And I think... And Orca do the breach hunting on the beach. If it's on the beach, I think the elephant just tusks it. I think it's... If it comes up to try to get the elephant on the beach, the elephant is like, absolutely not, you monochrome prick. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's... (laughs) I think it's just terrain-based. And I think we've just... King of the I, land, king of the sea. I don't think we can. Uh, I don't think we can actually crown a winner. And is there any third place playoff between the grizzly and the Siberian? Bear in mind, the Siberian tigers just fought an elephant, and it beat a polar bear earlier. And it beat a polar bear. This Siberian tiger. I think the Siberian tiger is getting done at this point by the grizzly, which has only fought a couple of snakes. Uh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got. Ladies and gentlemen, we come to the end of our rumble. In first place, tied on land, the Highlander is the African elephant. (coughs) King of the sea, the orca. And our third place playoff, the Siberian tiger, after going toe-to-toe with a polar bear and an African elephant. Resembled something akin to Bagpus versus the grizzly bear, which has easily noodled the reticulated python and then a king cobra. Grizzly third, <laughs> Siberian, a messy fourth. <laughs> there can be only two. It's the Birder segment. That's right. We are here to let you know that this episode has been sponsored by Birder, the free bird watching app that allows you to find your flock. Now, I say that we are here to do it. I will be honest, Jack isn't actually here with me. So I've taken the liberty of coming up with his Badham's Birder segment name, <clears throat> which this week is called Birder by Numbers. Nope. <laughs> 
I hadn't heard of the film either. So, but anyone unfamiliar with Birder, Birder is a bird watching app that helps you get outside and enjoy nature. Download it on your phone, be it Apple or Android, get it from your Play Store for free, start up an account, and go and join the local bird watching community. Birder helps you find places that you can do bird watching, helps you log sightings you see, helps you identify birds that you may have seen. If you're very knowledgeable about birds, you can help people by IDing the photos they upload. And if you don't know that much and you're just starting out with bird watching, Birder is a fantastic way to help ID birds. It's also got a whole inbuilt catalogue of birds from all around the world with facts and sounds and everything else. And usually in this segment, we dive into that catalogue to look at a bird which might have been seen in a particular area and find out a little bit more about it. But I'm actually going to do something different this week. Because I'm here to let you know about the upcoming birdwatching event of the year, which you can take part in with Birder. The RSPB Big Garden Birdwatch is coming to your very own garden this year between the 26th and 28th of January. But Roddy, I hear you shout to the sky. What is the RSPB Big Garden Birdwatch? Well, the Big Garden Birdwatch is the world's largest garden wildlife survey taking part here in the UK. Every year, hundreds of thousands of people take part, helping to build a picture of how garden birds are faring. Pick a location, could be your own garden, could be a local park, could be anywhere else, and spend an hour counting all the birds you see in it. And Birder is a fantastic way to help track everything you've seen in your session. If you want to do it more times, just make sure you're using a different location for each one, and you can submit your results to the RSPB website. Now, across the UK, over half a million people took part in the Big Garden Birdwatch last year, and they counted a total of 9.1 million birds throughout the weekend. House sparrows took the top spot, but counts of these birds are down by 57% compared to the first Big Garden Birdwatch in 1975. And in fact, we've lost 38 million birds from UK skies in the last 60 years. And whilst that is a figure which is quite sad, the fact that we know that figure is down to people taking part in events like this and citizens out there just helping scientists log everything throughout the country. So with birds facing so many challenges, it's more important than ever to get involved in the bird watch and every bird you either do or don't see will count towards the valuable data needed to get the insight into how garden birds are faring. Take a look at the RSPB website to see if reserves near you are hosting anything for the event as well as FAQs on the event and how to sign up. And if you're listening outside of the UK why not just use the weekend as an opportunity to just watch birds anyway? You can use the Birder app to see what's in your garden and get involved with local bird watching communities around you. And with that, we're getting back with the show. And I must be totally honest about this next segment. It is... It's what happens when the fight segment somewhat gets away from us. It's time for that part of the show where we take one of nature's magnificent creatures and we pit it against Roddy Shaw in a fight to the death. Now, today's animal has been submitted on Instagram by Alice Vasalo, off of the Asshole Animals with Alice podcast mm-hmm. that we have featured on ourselves. And it is the Titan Triggerfish. Oh, shit. Let's get to know our foe. I don't know a single thing about where this could go. <laughs> Hailing from the lagoons and reefs of the Indo-Pacific Oceans, the Titan Triggerfish is the second largest triggerfish in the world. They are strikingly coloured with yellows and blues and like all triggerfish are a big oval shape. You're familiar with a triggerfish and the shape of a triggerfish. 
think so. There, if you Google one, you'll know what a triggerfish is. So they're a big oval shape, and they've got a really compressed body, which makes them quite tall because they've got you know fins that come off the top and the bottom that are quite quite big. So the Titan triggerfish can reach seventy-five centimeters long, about thirty centimeters high, and weigh up to five point three kilos. Their key features that you need to be concerned with are two things. One, they've got a very strong-jawed mouth with teeth that are made for crushing shells. Hmm. And two, they've got a notoriously bad temper. So, (laughs) an excellent mix. The Titan triggerfish eat sea urchins, mollusks, crustaceans, and coral. And whilst they usually leave humans alone, females can be fiercely territorial and aggressive around their nests. These periods occur for about uh, a week or so each month around the full or new moons, depending on the populations. And the nests are really vigorously defended. So their nests are uh, clear patches of sand on the seabed floor and they set up these territories which are like cones. So what you need to imagine is the smallest part of that territory is down on the seabed and then it radiates up in like a cone shape up towards the surface of the the sea they'll basically chase out anything that comes within that territory that they deem a threat so their bites can be pretty serious given the strength of their jaws and their teeth Uh, and if you do find yourself in the danger zone here's a little bit of advice a little goose psa to anybody who might find themselves in the territory of a titan triggerfish the official advice um, is because of this cone shaped territory what people do, what divers or snorkelers do when they get into the territory of a triggerfish is your instinct is to swim up, to get out the water, because the triggerfish will chase you from the bottom up. But if you just go straight up, you actually then just get more and more in its territory because the territory increases in size as it goes up to the surface. Yep. So what you're supposed to do is calmly sort of keep swimming horizontally so you get out. Um, because, yeah, they'll just follow you if you try and get to the surface. Hmm. So that's the Titan triggerfish, and bearing all that in mind, how many Titan triggerfish are too many Titan triggerfish? Could you just remind me again before we dive too deeply into this how big and heavy and everything the Titan and is it the biggest triggerfish? Second biggest. Where's the biggest? The biggest is called like the Stone triggerfish or something like that, and I can't remember where that is. But the Titan triggerfish hmm. was the one that was specifically suggested by Alice, and it uh, reaches seventy-five centimeters long. 30 centimetres high and weighs about 5.3 kilos. Up to 5.3 kilos. It's a pretty solid fish. Yeah, they're decent sized fish. They're mm. not decent. And their jaws, you know, they literally just go straight through shells of crabs and things like that. You see pictures of inside their mouth and they're frightening things. Hmm. Why are they called trigger fish? Do we know? I don't know. Hmm. Okay. So, I have a thought that I'm going to throw out there, and we can see if it works either on sense, logic, practicality, or comedic grounds. None of those things have ever bothered us before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why let them get in the way now? (laughs) Thought number one. Yeah. Take them, one or several, to a very offensive comedy night. Okay. And have them get triggered. Oh, I see. Okay. That's where I first went with the word trigger. Yeah, so they get triggered really easily. But I don't know... Mm. I don't know if that line of thinking is our jam. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because then we have to go... Then we have to start saying words like woke. Yeah, exactly. And... (laughs) Snowflake. It's not, you know... 
we are. Yeah. That's us. (laughs) (laughs) Friendly fire. Exactly, yeah. I'd very much be kind of batting for the other team in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's... Yeah, let's put it on the board. Yeah. (laughs) Next one. Something, something, shooting range. (laughs) Trigger. Trigger. Yeah, yeah. But that does... Okay. Then we're going down... I mean, the shooting fish in a barrel. Oh. That's a sentence that exists in the world. It is. That we know and love. Yeah. That's on the board. That's on the board. That's on on the board. Yeah. Any other thoughts on trigger? Any other... uh, Trigger from Only Fools and Horses. (laughs) On the board. (laughs) On the board. Get it on. (laughs) At the minute, we'll just stick a ball on. Um, GCSE maths questions. Trigonometry. There we go. On the board. On the board. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, and if they've got these cone-shaped territories that go up from the bottom, there's there's trigonometry shit to work out there. There is, isn't there? You've got area of a cone. Maybe they're actually really good at maths. Oh my god, maybe that's why they're trigger fish. Yeah. Maybe they're Pythagoras. And they get triggered by people who aren't good at maths. Who come to shoot them, yeah. thinking they're fish in a barrel, but well, they're annoyed because they're actually fish in a cone. Yeah. <laughs> and real smart. Yeah. It's on the board. It's on the board. It's on, the board <laughs> is getting increasingly more full. The board's getting clustered. Yeah. So, we've got potentially very adept mathematician fish yeah. who are triggered very easily yeah. by people coming there thinking they're just dumb fish. Yeah. Something, something, shoot them in a barrel. Know, I don't know why I do this tale of the tape, because we could literally just make up. We've just One of the things we've hung on this fish is that it's really good at maths. <laughs> like, I could just turn up and be like, today we're going to fight ostriches. And it turns out their culinary skills are excellent. <laughs> and they make really good... Omelettes. Like, <laughs> it's on the board. Get it's on, on the board. board. It's on, get it on the board. Get it on the board. Get okay. it on the board. Um, I like this cone thing. I like the cone thing. I like the cone thing. I like the trigonometry. Yeah. There's a link. Yeah. <laughs> How do you... What is what, the... What we do with that link? What is Pythagoras's kryptonite? Ooh. God, what would Pythagoras hate? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Lines. A line? <laughs> would he hate a line? A straight line. The lack of an angle. <laughs> the 2D plane. The 2D... Cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Get on the board. <laughs> Wallace and Gromit. Wallace and, Gr- <laughs> Wallace and Gromit. Would you hate Wallace and Gromit? That's three re- D, isn't it? Yeah, but what I'm, I'm looking. They're all doughy. You can't, you uh, can't work okay. out a hypotenuse with <laughs> dough. See. Yeah. Does he hate circles? I don't know. Hmm. You can definitely do a lot with triangles and circles, but I don't know if he was the like. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he's the pie man, despite being Pythagoras. Yeah. Pi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very circles. Yeah. That is used in calculating the area of a cone. So a cone is actually where circles and trigonometry come Maybe together. Because there's cones, there's circles on the top. And triangles in yeah. the 2D sense. Oh, it's a triangle spinning round. I think we might be on something here, marine biologists. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you actually considered looking at triggerfish a little bit more closely? <laughs> because... God knows there wasn't enough information in that tail of the tape, so there can't be anything out there on them. Uh, nothing to work with. So now we're somewhere down the line. Pythagoras surely hates Wallace and Gromit for being doughy. Reborn. Okay. So, here's what we've got. The trigger fish is Pythagoras reborn. 
is reincarnated Pythagoras. How many reincarnated Pythagoras in fish form is too many reincarnated Pythagoras in fish form? I can't even say it. Um, okay. Well, he was Greek. He was. <laughs> Get on board. Uh, okay. So, we are swimming in to the cone. Yeah. <laughs> the cone of death. Protractor in hand. Yeah. Because yeah. we want to calculate the area of, of said the cone. cone. The, the, the fish is like, absolutely fucking not. Get I'm, out of my cone. Get out of my cone. Yeah. I've already got it. I know. I'm a super smart fish. You can fuck off and make your own cone <laughs> <laughs> if you're so desperate on measuring out the size of my cone. Yeah. Um, so they're just really protective of their own cones because mm. they put a lot of effort into making them a nice... Uh, orderly cone. An order, orderly cone. Yeah, with a nice uh, like number. Yeah. And then I'm going to get a barrel full of them and shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, genuinely, as an animal, you, like, fighting one in the water, I saw some pictures of, like, bites. Yeah. And then they're not pleasant. No. They're really, like, they're really strong. Like, and there's, there's videos of them, like, just tearing chunks off of coral and, like, flipping over stones to look for crustaceans. Like, they're, some, they're really quite powerful things. So if you're going in, it's going to be difficult to take more than one. I think. Yeah. Unless you're wearing like, you know, like the shark chainmail diving suit or something like that. Which I probably wouldn't be because I've I've got an open water, but it expired ten years ago. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, it's probably going to be snorkel and flippers. Yeah, and all you've got as a weapon is a protractor. Yeah. And a compass maybe because they've got sharp point on the end, haven't they? Yeah. But like I said. I'm going to be snorkeling, so I'm going to be at surface level. Okay. So I'm going to be in the biggest bit yeah. of the cone. Yeah. And it's it, going to see you at the bottom. Oh, man. This, do you know what? racing up. It might be one. Yeah. I think you're, if you can get the compass point at a weak spot on the trigger fish, then... Then you're, you've done well. Yeah. But otherwise, it's coming at me with all of the fury of a Greek mathematician. Which could be limitless. We don't know. No one knows that equation. <laughs> <laughs> but the triggerfish themselves. One triggerfish. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, that one went off the rails, that didn't went it? went off the rails. But, you know, that's what we like. <laughs> and so that was it. That was how many geese off the rails. Not every fight can be won cleanly, sensibly or rationally, and not every question can be answered in a kind of 10 to 15 minute slot. Sometimes you need pencil and paper and a whole tournament bracket. We hope you enjoyed the show and a big shout out to our sponsors at Birder for helping us kick things off in the new year. Please go and sign up for the Big Garden Birdwatch and go and download Birder for free from your app store, from your local store, from any store you know. We'll be back with the full season starting on February 13th, a date we 100% promise we absolutely have to stick to because we've already recorded the episode and we've locked ourselves into a Valentine special. So, welcome back to 2024 with How Many Geese and we'll see you in February. Take it easy. Bye.